to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about five mental strength exercises that you can do from your couch. When people imagine a mental strength exercise, they often think about a physical endurance task where someone pushes themselves to complete some sort of Navy SEAL-like endurance task. But you don't have to push your body to the physical limits to test whether you're mentally strong. In fact, torturing yourself isn't required to build mental strength. Sure, you might do things that feel slightly uncomfortable, but you can choose whether that means physical or emotional discomfort. Building mental strength doesn't have to be miserable. In fact, if it's miserable, you probably won't stick to it. Building mental strength is a lot like building physical strength. If you're trying to force yourself to do something that you hate, you're going to struggle. If you love running outside, it's easier to stick to that fitness routine than it is to hit the treadmill. So while some people love physical challenges that help them build mental strength, others appreciate mental strength exercises that require more emotional work than physical. So that's why today we're talking about the best mental strength exercises you can do from your couch. Here are five of my favorites. Number one. Put a name to whatever it is you're feeling right now. You may have heard people say things like, you have to name it to tame it. Research shows just putting a name to your feeling takes some of the sting out of it. Labeling an emotion also helps you make more sense of your situation. So just saying, I feel really anxious right now, helps your brain make more sense of what's going on with your body, like why your blood pressure went up or why your heart rate's increasing. It might also help your brain recognize why there are so many thoughts running through your head all at once or why your brain keeps focusing on the worst case scenarios because anxiety will do that. Or if you're feeling sad about something, label it as sadness so that you can start healing. Suppressing your emotions wastes your time and energy. So as soon as you acknowledge how you're feeling, you can start to address it. Which brings us to mental strength exercise number two. Ask if your feeling is a friend or an enemy. This is one of my favorite exercises. Once you identify how you're feeling, just ask, okay, is this a friend or an enemy right now? Most any emotion has the power to be helpful at times and not helpful at other times. But too often we think about emotions as either being positive or negative. Like somebody might say that anger is a bad emotion. Well, yeah, it is a bad emotion when it causes you to say something hurtful to someone that you care about. But at other times, anger gives you courage. Like maybe you can think of a time that you stood up for someone because you were angry. Or maybe you found the courage to quit a job that you hated when your boss did something horrible and you were upset. The reverse is also true, however. The emotions that we think are good, like excitement, also have a dark side. It's fun to feel excited when you're about to go on vacation. In that case, excitement is your friend. But if somebody comes to you with a get-rich-quick scheme and you get so excited about getting rich that you buy in, then excitement is your enemy. 
It might keep you from recognizing the potential risk that you face. So if your feelings are a friend, embrace them, or at least allow yourself to experience them for a little bit before you distract yourself or do something that shifts your mood. If your feelings are an enemy, there are two things you can do to change your emotional state. Either change the way you're thinking or change your behavior. And sometimes you can do both. Like you might think about the best case scenario and then get up and go for a walk or complete a task like clean the house. Or since this episode is about exercises you can do from the couch, maybe you read a book, you do a crossword puzzle, or you call a friend and talk about a completely different subject than the thing that's upsetting you. The point is, if your feelings aren't helpful, don't stay stuck in them. Number three, identify three things you're grateful for. There's tons of research on gratitude. The benefits range from better sleep quality to increased happiness. People who practice gratitude also tend to live longer. If you like to write, writing in a gratitude journal can have really big benefits too, especially if you do it right before you go to sleep. Studies show people who write in a gratitude journal at bedtime tend to sleep better. If you don't like writing though, just thinking about the things you're grateful for can still be a powerful mental strength builder. It can help you focus on what you have rather than what you don't have. That can help you break out of a pattern of negativity when you're focused on the things that are going wrong in your life. You don't need huge things to be grateful for, though. You might just be grateful that you got to talk to your cousin via text message. Or you might be grateful that you ate something great for lunch today. Maybe you're just thankful that you have clean water to drink. Number four, write yourself a kind letter. We've talked about this one on the show before. It's really simple, but really powerful. You know how kind words from a friend or a family member are really helpful when you're going through a rough time sometimes? Well, your own words might be even more powerful. If you're like most people, you're probably too hard on yourself. You might call yourself names or doubt yourself or tell yourself that you're not good enough after you make a mistake. But harsh words like that don't drive you to do better. They don't inspire you to accomplish more. Instead, they'll hold you back. The key to doing your best involves self-compassion. So write yourself a letter that's filled with honest but kind words. It might be a simple letter that says how you know you're going to get through this tough time in your life. Or it might be a letter reminding you that although life is hard sometimes, you're a kind person. And that's what's really important to you. You might pick a specific challenge that you're facing too. Like if you've been diagnosed with a health condition that's going to require some changes to your lifestyle, write a letter that reminds you that you're strong, you can get through it, and even on your toughest days, you know you can do it. Whenever you need a little boost, read over that letter. It can help you feel better and keep you motivated to keep going. And number five, create a list of reasons why. So take a minute and think about a habit in your life that you'd like to change. It might be something that you want to do more often, like go for an evening walk after dinner. Or it might be a habit that you want to do less often, like calling your ex when you feel lonely. Once you identify that habit, create a list. If it's a habit that you want to do more often, write a list of the reasons why doing that thing is a good idea. Like going for a walk might be good for your health. It might boost your mood. And you always feel better after. See if you can come up with five ideas. Whenever you're struggling to motivate yourself to do that thing, read over the list. It can give you the motivation to do it. If it's something that you want to do less often, 
write a list of reasons why that thing is bad for you. If we took the example of not wanting to call your ex, your list might say, talking to your ex wastes your time, it stirs up romantic feelings, and it decreases your self-respect. See if you can come up with at least five things on your list. Then, whenever you're tempted to do that thing that is bad for you, read over the list. It can prevent you from making a poor decision. So keep that list handy and refer to it whenever you need it. So those are five mental strength exercises that you can do from the couch. Put a name to your feelings. Ask if your feeling is a friend or an enemy. Identify three things you're grateful for. Write yourself a kind letter and create a list of reasons why. Although you can't stay on the couch forever, if you want to grow mentally stronger, you can get a good start on building mental muscle without actually lifting a finger. Work on training your brain to think differently and focus on managing your emotions. Then focus on taking positive action and you'll be on your way toward reaching your greatest potential. And make sure to tune into the show on Monday. We're talking to legendary surfer Kelly Slater. He's an 11-time world champion. And he's talking about how to stay passionate about something for a long time without burning out. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.